Welcome to the What's Your Weird Story podcast. Everyone has at least one good story. And some of us have stories that are just to the left of normal. We're interested in the ones that push the boundaries of what we can perceive. Stories that defy explanations. Stories with an air of mystery. Stories we might not share. For fear of being thought of differently. But don't worry. We're all friends here. So... What's your weird story? Hello, Weirdsville. Welcome to the What's Your Weird Story podcast. This is Barry Johnston, one of your hosts, joined by my best friend, my co-host, Mr. Adam Beebe. How are you, Adam? Hello, Barry Johnston. I am fine, thank you. <laughs> good, good. How are you doing, man? Good, man. I'm doing pretty good. Trying to get over what's left of this cold that I've had for seems like two weeks now. Yeah, man. Get, you know, getting better, but it's just like lingering. So yeah. it's just uh, that time of year. But I'm doing yeah. good, and um, it's, it feels like spring's on the way, mm. which is good. We had a that's major cold blast that came through, and now. Uh, it's warm back up a little bit and starting to see a little bit more bird action, you know, mm-hmm. and the, the sun's starting to uh, go down a little bit later in the day, which is nice. Yep. So, yep. Yeah, but, we're getting a little bit of that up here as well. Yeah. How, how are things uh, uh, yeah, out, out by you? Doing, doing Pretty good, good. man. Uh, we have, it seemed, we've kind of busted away from, uh, from, the winter and it's uh been you know in the 50s and 40s a little bit and okay. so it's you know it's gotten it's getting it's getting warmer it's getting uh nicer outside like you said and spring's creeping up on us so awesome awesome you've been um been watching anything or listening to anything that is interesting lately well you know we like to talk about what we watch and what we listen to like podcasts and music and stuff but i found this uh it, to me well it's a new podcast to me and it hasn't been around it's been around maybe a couple of years um but it is called um off menu okay and it is well, off menu with ed gamble and james acaster okay and uh those two are a couple of uh british uh, stand-up comedians and uh, actors and uh, all sorts of stuff like that. And they do podcasts, of course, uh-huh. and uh, really, really funny guys. But what they do is they have a uh, the setup of the of the episodes are, are like this. Each episode they have a guest. Usually it's another comedian. Uh-huh. Um, usually it's another British comedian. Or, you know, sometimes they have had American comedians, like they've had, like, uh, David Cross and uh, Michael McKean, uh-huh. who, um, you know, from uh, from Spinal Tap and uh, yeah. all those, you know, great yeah. documentaries, mockumentaries, yeah. you know, also was... Uh, Christopher, um, the Christopher Guest uh, yeah, yeah. group, yeah. Yeah, and he was, uh, he was Lenny, of uh, Lenny and Squiggy right. on uh, old Vernon Shirley. Yes. Um but what they have them on, and the premise is this: they are this. They have a dream restaurant. Okay. So you're the guest. You enter the dream restaurant, and okay. you sit down, and you you have th- through the ability of of, of genie magic, because um, one of them pretends to be a genie, the genie waiter. Uh-huh. Um, you get you have 
the ability to create your own dream meal. Mm. So nice. you have all these courses. You have you start off with your bread, and then you have you know a choice of bread, pompadon or bread, uh-huh. and then you can decide what kind of bread or whatever you want. Then you get a starter. Mm-hmm. Uh, then you go for your your main course and a side. Okay. Uh, and then you go for a drink, mm. and then you go for a dessert, and uh, it's just it's really funny. Like they just they talk about each selection, yeah. which always spawns kind of a side story. I'm, I'm and sure. All like that. Yeah. So it's really great. That's so, cool. So Barry, I'm going to do that to you right now. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, and then you can do that to me as well. Okay. So, okay. Um, pompadons or bread. Uh, I'm going to go. Well, I guess first, actually I take that back. There's water. You get, uh, you can get tap still or gas. I go gas. Yeah, I go bubbly. Okay. Give me some bubbly. Cool, cool, cool. Yep. Right, and uh, that's uh, that's that's in for any particular type. Um, I mean, just we'll go Perrier. You know, just okay. to keep keep it keep it OG. Okay, fair <laughs> enough, fair enough. All right, so your bread slash pompadon. I like a I like a um I like a mixed grain type of a bread. You know, mm-hmm. so I'll go I'll go bread. I'll go mixed gr- like a mixed grain. You know, anything uh, that you're gonna put on that bread? Uh, I like a little. I, I don't get too fancy with it. I like the bread to speak for itself. So I'm I just straight butter, salted butter. butter, salted butter. Yeah, salted butter. I like a whipped butter if it's done well, mm-hmm. you know, a little, mm-hmm. little like a creamy kind of a, a thing. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, that that's my choice, butter. Cool. How about um, how about a starter? A starter. I go with the uh, crab stuffed mushrooms. Um, one of my favorites. Uh, a little garlic. Got a little garlic in there. Um, maybe some chives, um, scallions. Mm-hmm. Um, and 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 a nice plump, juicy mushroom that's been baked in the oven, and uh, a little bit of cheese on top. Maybe a little little um, little Parmesan, Reggiano, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. the real deal. Mm-hmm. Just just to top it off, you know. Nice, nice. Any have you, have you had that, or is that? Some- Somewhere I've had that. Somebody, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've had, I've had that. I've had that, and I uh, can't recall where, but it's phenomenal. Phenomenal. Cool. cool. Yeah. All right. So, what uh, about your uh, your main? You, this is your main. Right main here. course. I go. I go with a blackened ribeye, uh, medium to medium rare. Mm-hmm. Um, I it, I like it aged. Give me the okay. old. Give me the oldest son of a bitch you got back there. I want that fucker just molded up. You shave, shave off the gunk, and uh, I've seen. See, I've never had this, but I've seen that some people take the aging process to the nth degree, and they're like aging these meats for like six months or some shit. I'd like to try that. And I just never have had the opportunity to. But uh, yeah, aged ribeye, blackened. Medium, medium, rare. Right. Okay. Okay. Um, what are you gonna have on the? What's your side with that? I go with uh, with a uh, with a butternut squash risotto. 
Ooh. A butternut squash risotto, dude. Fancy. So good. Man. I have this. So my friend, one of my... Everybody, he said that, and he put held up his hand and put his pinky out. Like, <laughs> you know, he's fancy. So. I uh, I had this once at uh, a good friend of, of, of mine, and you know him, Keith. Uh, he, we went out to Vegas together, and he took us to... What is it called? It's called, like... I think the restaurant's called Steak or Craft mm-hmm. Steak, something like that. But he was the winner of one of the uh, one of the chef uh, to be a chef like you know um, shows where they you know they it was the one on like uh, I'm totally blowing it what was his name man it was the one that was on like A and E or whatever it was I can't remember the name of the freaking show but he won it uh, and I went and we had this amazing meal and butternut squash risotto was the side that i chose and it was just oh my god it was so good dude sounds everything was great but this was fantastic so that's what i go with got to all right and what are you gonna have what your dream your drink what will you have to drink with all i i go let's do an old-fashioned um a a bourbon old-fashioned um and i'll go I'll go with Basil Hayden. It's a very drinkable bourbon, and I think a real nice sippable, uh, nice big clear ice cube. You know the round mm-hmm. ice cubes now that are like all in fashion. You know that people are like really into making this clear ice. Yeah, like, yeah. you know what I mean. Pure ice, a uh, ball of you know ice, and uh, yeah, that sounds really good, man. A little bit of, a little bit of bourbon. You know, you gotta with the with a real uh, old fashioned. You gotta get the the orange, the piece of orange with the rind mm-hmm. on it, and mm-hmm. uh, your maraschino cherry, or you know the fancier cherries they have now that are you know really nice. Uh, a little bit of sugar, and then you get your your mud your muddler, and you just you kind of muddle it in there. You get a little bitters. Mm-hmm. You, you you throw some bitters in there, which is my favorite part of a of a of a a really kind of. Uh, any kind of uh, even like a, a Manhattan, I like a little bit of bitters in there, um, and then uh, and then the bourbon, and then and then and then just a just a touch, a touch of that sparkly water, a little seltzer on top, you know, mm. just a skosh, mm. just just a little liven it up a little bit, give a little a little effervescence. Wow. Well, again, Barry held up his hand and the pinky went up just ever so slightly. You got to when you talk about these things, man. (laughs) All right. Now, how about, would you have a dessert? With desserts? I I like to stick to the chocolates. So I'll go like, um, I'll do like a chocolate mousse or... Or maybe uh, like a double chocolate cake or something like that. Um, or cheesecake, man. God dang, I love cheesecake. I love cheesecake. So maybe like a like a double chocolate cheesecake or something wow. like that, you know? That's indulgent. Uh, it's, uh, that's what we're doing here. We're not. Yeah, it's your dream meal, This man. isn't it's a freaking diet here, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Calories don't count. Nothing matters. It's, yeah, that's right. In the particular place that you've had that, or just um, not not offhand, but I mean, I mean, I, I would be, uh, I'd be a fool to say that uh, Cheesecake Factory, the the mm. the restaurant known as Cheesecake Factory, has a goddamn good cheesecake. So yeah, you would you would hope so. Yeah, you know, I'll go Cheesecake Factory on the cheesecake. All 
right. So you had, um, let's see if I can remember this. You had a <coughs> gay to start with. Yeah. And then you had a multi-grain bread with uh, some whipped to butter. That's correct. All right. And then you had the uh, crab stuffed garlic mushrooms. Yeah. Yeah, I did. Okay. And then you had some kind of, uh, you had a blackened age prime rib. Is that right? Yeah. Uh, a ribeye, but yeah. Rib prime, eye, prime rib, rib eye, is good too. Yeah. yeah. I don't, you know, one. Yeah. yeah. I don't keep my meat straight. So <laughs> you had that. Um, and then you had the uh, butter squash risotto. Correct, sir. Side. Yes. All right. Yes. Then you had your uh, bourbon old fashioned uh, with uh, bitters, especially special bitters and a splash of some uh, club soda. That's Is correct. that right? That's correct. That's correct. Okay. And then you had uh, basically any kind of chocolate thing ever. Or cheesecake. That's correct. Particularly chocolate cheesecake. That's correct. A, that's pretty. That's, yeah. That's, that's, uh, that's nice, man. I'm gonna have to unbutton, unbuckle the pants. You know. Oh, for sure, for sure. <laughs> so, okay. Well, now, now it's your turn. All right. So, so, uh, um, what would like? What would your choice of water be, sir? Well, my water is just going to be. Um, I'll tell you what is it. It's going to be uh, Le Bleu. Water, which is this uh, uh, bottled water that I only found really in like North Carolina area, and it is it's the absolute cleanest, purest water. Hmm. They double ozonate it, I guess. Okay, and it's just the just most incredible water mm. that I've ever had. Okay, you know, it's just like the essence of water if it's right. like yeah this is just the beauty of water so the, i'll start with that just okay. because it's so refreshing and okay so it's not like dasani or aquafina or anything like that there's no other taste to it except for just the water okay um so that's it that's a that's i'll have that for okay. my water okay sounds good uh okay. what would you like for your uh your bread course well, I'm telling you, okay, so I'm going to cheat a little bit because this is my dream restaurant. And instead of bread, uh, I'm going to have uh, chips and salsa. Oh, okay. Chips and salsa. Yeah. Nice yeah. choice. Because that's, you know, it's, it's uh, kind of like a, chips are somewhere, you know, cor- you know the corn tor- tor- tortilla chips, tostada chips, kind of like a, a pompadon. It's kind of like a bread, you know. Right. So, And, of course, you have to have salsa. Yes. And uh, do you I, like there's a, a couple. Yeah, what kind of salsa do you like? You like a chunky well, like, or? It depends. It depends. There's a couple of places that I like a, a good tomatilla salsa with okay. a little bit of warmth. Okay. You know, um, I like a obviously a tomato based salsa with I like a little bit of chunks. I don't like it too runny. Um, I don't like the type that is very plain. That it's almost like a ketchup, you know. Oh yeah. A lot of places that have that, yeah. they'll bring you a big bowl of it, and it's just not that good. It's thick, um, kind of sw- it's, sweet. Well, it, it's sweet. kind of thick and sweet, and it's not like I don't know. It's not quite salsa, but uh, mm-hmm. um, it's their salsa, and that's fine. And of course, I like a hot salsa, but I like it with heat, but with flavor. Right. So, right. Um, but uh, I would probably go for. I tell you, you know, Chili's had a good salsa. For oh yeah, they did. They did surprisingly. Yeah. Um, so, um, but you know, also um, there's a place that's uh, in Fayetteville, North Carolina, 
that is like it's called the Cazador or something like that. It's about the deer, I think, yeah. is what it translates to. Yeah. And they bring you three types of salsa: uh, a mild, it's tasty; a medium, that's tasty; and a hot, that's tasty. And they're all really nice. Okay, you can mix it all together. And that's good. But, you know, if we're talking about mixing salsa and everything together, I guess I would have to go to El Charo. Mix their table salsa with the queso that they bring you and the um, the relish, you know, the pickled right. um, onion and, oh, yeah. and jalapeno that that's, they used to bring. I don't know if they – I think you have to ask for it now. But uh, that's they, one mix of my all that. favorites, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you mix all that together and you dip your chips and salsa, and that's what I'll. That's that will be my bread, of course, right okay, there. Okay, okay, okay. Well, we we can do that. That's no problem. Okay. Um, and then, uh, how about an appetizer? What would you like okay, for an so appetizer? My appetizer is going to be a. It's a sushi roll, and it's from nice uh, this place in. Um, Green uh, Goldsboro, North Carolina, where I used to live. Uh, it's called Sumo's. Okay. And it was a Japanese steakhouse and uh, sushi bar place. And they had this roll. I think they called it the Sparta roll. Okay. But I called it the Christmas roll. Okay. So what it is, is it's... Um. Uh, it's got your rice, it's got your, you know, your seaweed, and it's got uh, like a spicy tuna. Mm, yeah. It's... Okay, but wait, there's more. Okay. It's got um, some cream cheese, mm-hmm. jalapeno, oh yeah, and ginger. Oh yeah, right. Oh yeah, and then it's fried. Oh so it's yeah, warm, right? Pan- panko so, crumb, like a little yeah, yeah, coating. Dude, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. So you eat it, and all of that together hits you, and it starts because it comes in as this warm, and then. A creamy, and then the ginger, yeah. and it's like, uh, and it, it hits you, and it's like nostalgic Christmas. Oh. The idea of a nostalgic Christmas. Yeah. And everybody I told that to, and I described it to, um, that had, you know, when I lived in, in Goldsboro, they everybody looked at me like, what the hell are you talking about? Food doesn't taste like a holiday, you know? Right. I mean, like, I have. <laughs> Food is not the abstract idea of a nostalgic holiday. It's not how you describe the flavor of food, <laughs> yeah. but it is. But it should and be. And I, so like, I would give them a piece, and they're like, they taste it. Okay, you're right. You're right. That sounds so, great. I love sushi, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That sounds wonderful. So uh, that's my start right there. Okay, what's your main course? Well, I think it's obvious to anybody who's listened to this podcast or knows me personally that my main course is going to be. Uh, from El Charo, and it's the number 11, which is the uh, cheese enchilada and the uh, chili relleno. And it, uh, uh-huh. you, you get it that way, and you make sure you order it with uh, – don't get the chili con carne, but get the uh, cheese sauce or, or green sauce on top of that cheese enchilada. And instead of rice and beans, you ask for double macaroni. So you get all that – the bowl of their special macaroni that's only there in the world, and it's a tomato – Based macaroni, it doesn't, it's just the noodles and this tomatoey broth, yes. and then some kind of onions or, or some kind of you know there. And you pour you pour that. Remember that that uh, mixture of chips and uh, the salsas and everything I yeah. talked about yeah. earlier. Yeah, you pour all of that all over all oh, of that. Oh yeah, eat it, and that's the proper way to uh, to do that. So oh, that sounds yeah yeah. That's uh, that's that's my that's my main. 
You know, I've had other things that are just phenomenal, but like literally when I eat that plate, that dish at that restaurant, I am, I could almost cry. Of course. I mean, it's just, it's renewed, it's food for my soul. Sure. Oh, yeah. Oh, I get it. It's amazing. And then I've, you know, it's it's not like there might be better Mexican restaurants or other restaurants, but that's my favorite because everything. All at once, there in that taste is just brings me back to sure center. Sure, I guess that's, and that's what it's all about. That's what yeah. it's all about. Okay, what are you? What are you drinking? What would you? Um, I'm. Uh, you know, I have a very sophisticated palate. Um, that's my coffee I'm drinking there, but that's not what I'm going to have. Um, obviously, you know, I'm very uh, with. I'm very focused on my water. Yes. So what I'm going to have, Barry, uh-huh. is I'm going to have um, a Dr. Pepper from Sonic. Okay. And uh, there in Oklahoma. And there's a specific reason I say that because everybody that um, knows that uh, Dr. Pepper is pretty much the official drink of Oklahoma. Yeah. Right. And if you go outside of Oklahoma, maybe you can text us, you'll find it the same way. But if you go outside of those that general area where it originates from, everywhere makes it, they mix it too thick and it's right. too sweet. Yeah, right. You know, it's almost yeah. like yeah, yeah. half it right. you know, of what they would do in the South. I stopped drinking yeah. Dr. Pepper when I lived in the South because too it was much. too thick and too sweet. You got to make it really light. You got to be able to drink, you know, drink it like water. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. Um, so, and Great that's point. what complements my sole benefactory mill meal sure, sure. that I just had there. Sure, it's, top, it's, top it off know. with a Sonic Coke. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And then, of course, the Sonic Ice being that it's in the cute, the little pellets. Yes, exactly. You know? And that's, that is, in the South, we really have a fondness for ice. We yep. love ice, yep, and we have an affinity for Sonic ice, and yeah, uh, yeah you're right, man. Okay, yeah. what about now? What, now go if ahead. I had a beer, yeah, um, you know, and I haven't drank in many, many, many years. Yeah. Um, but if I had a beer, I would have had a uh, a Cronenberg. Nice, um, nice call, man, Cronenberg. It, that's a uh, spectacular beer, um, and uh, it just uh, good flavor and just. Good, everything about that was yeah. uh, just is fantastic. That, is I, that German or Czech? Do you it's, know? I believe it's Belgium, but Belgium, it could be Dutch. Belgium. Okay, okay. Um, but yeah, I uh, I had that first in Italy mm-hmm. and uh, fell in love with it. Mm-hmm. It's, a very, it's a light. It's kind of a light beer, yeah. which is you know a nice. But uh, yeah, um, I had it there, and then of course I came back to the states, and nobody had ever heard about it. Nobody knew about it. I went to London, and I had it there. Uh-huh. And uh, then I came back again to the States and and never saw it or anything. And then um, I found it one more time and was very happy about that. And guess where I found that? Where? At a beer shop in Oklahoma City. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And this is like, you know, like early 2000s. Right. Yeah. Before Um, before craft beer was a big deal here or something. Right. This is still when you – to get beer above 3.2% – alcohol by volume you had to go to a liquor store right in oklahoma yeah. this is that's how far back this goes yeah. so yeah but yeah that's a great beer that i really enjoy nice. uh, that i haven't had in you know almost 15 years or whatever but uh well so yeah that sounds wonderful and then what are you going to top this all off with what what is your dessert of choice 
You know, I'm not super big on desserts, um, but um, I would, you know, I would probably have uh, after I finished all that meal, I'd probably have uh, more chips and salsa. Okay. okay. Um, but that, but in the spirit of having an actual sweet thing as a dessert, I will have a piece of uh, strawberry pie. Strawberry pie. Yeah, just a good strawberry pie. Okay. You know, kind okay. of uh, like you would get at a. Uh, a nice cafeteria, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, it's like, you know, it's got, um, it's not super fancy. It's just, you know, it's the crust and a little bit of whipped cream and, the, you know, the cold stra- yeah. strawberries and yep. a strawberry flavored almost gel. Yeah. That holds it all together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, good call. Uh, yeah. 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 So, that's, that's you know. Great. So that's what I would have. That would be okay, well, so let me make sure I got this right. You got a, you'll have a La Blue water. Yep. You'll have uh, chips and salsa, a tomatillo, yep. uh, and then um, maybe 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 we come with two or three tomato based salsas. Yep. Yes. Uh, Gotta have some variety hot, in there. Yeah, little, little little spicy, little some mm-hmm. something with some flavor, and mm-hmm. we'll 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 put out a, a nice little dish of relish little relish dish there for you. Yeah. And maybe some, maybe, you know, maybe I don't normally go for the queso, but we'll go ahead and put some out there. Oh, sure. As well. Of course. Of course. Yeah. Um, and then your appetizer, we're going to go with it. The sushi roll, the sumos mm-hmm. sushi roll, Christmas roll. To yes. Be, to be exact, which I've sounds, which sounds amazing. I talked to the it's, chef uh, after this. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, main course, we're going to go with the number 11 from El Charo, uh, mm-hmm. cheese enchilada, chili riano, Double ma- double macaroni on the side mm-hmm. of there. Yeah, no rice, no beans. Don't need it. Right, right. Uh, and then, of course, uh, you're going to pour that salsa and all concoction yeah. all over it. Uh, we're going to go with a Dr. Pepper mm-hmm. uh, from Sonic yep. for, for your drink. Yep. Maybe we'll put a Cronenberg out on the table for you for your best friend to taste. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll let my friends you know? have that. Yeah. yeah. And then we're going to go with a strawberry pie for dessert. Yeah. Sounds wonderful. We'll get that out for you just as soon and as then, we can. And then a toothpick. Yeah. Uh just like my grandma Lodima used to always have after every meal. <laughs> nice. Yes. You got to have the toothpick, man. All right. Well, that sounds really awesome, but you know what else? And and variety it has a lot of variety, both yeah. of our menus. Yes, um, which is kind of like today's episode. That's right. With our guest Joe. Yes, Joe's got a large variety of kind of stories to share with us. Weird stories. So he's got. Um, we got a little bit of Bigfoot action there. Mm-hmm. We got a little bit uh, some uh, UFO stories. Yes. We got some para- paranormal and some true crime. Yeah. And some, like, even some psychic abilities. Yeah. We got it, man. It's just the whole. We got it, everything, man. Yeah, dude. We really it's did. It's all there. It's all there. So, why don't everybody, why don't you guys sit back, enjoy your favorite uh, meal, uh, your favorite dessert, your favorite drink. And uh, let's let's talk to Joe, our friend Joe. Joe? How are you doing? What's your weird story? My weird story is about a Sasquatch. Awesome. I got a Sasquatch um, in the early 90s living outside of Fort Collins, Colorado. Cool. 
cool. We were nestled right in the foothills out there, and and uh, I had just started going back to college, mm-hmm. and and I was coming home from class one day, and I'm on a really long, long straight road that goes through pastures, you know, and pastures on both sides, and and on the right side it goes about a quarter of a mile of pasture, a row of trees and houses, and on my left side. It went about three quarters of a mile and then right into the foothills right behind where I live, mm-hmm. right behind my house. And and uh, I'm doing about 45 miles an hour, broad daylight, about three in the afternoon, uh, clearest day. I mean, just the clearest day in a long time. Then there were no trees, nothing in my way. As I'm heading on this road, I got about another mile and a half to go. Um, in the middle of the pastures, there's a ravine going perpendicular to the road mm-hmm. and, the, and the road doesn't lift up, but the, you know, the ground drops away. So you're about a 20 foot bridge for about 50 feet. Mm. And, and I'm probably 2000 feet from that bridge and I'm doing about 45. I'm the only car in the road, old two lane road in the middle of nowhere. And, uh, and I see something moving to my right and, and it's moving in the ravine. Uh, and it seems to be moving really fast. And I, 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 I estimated we were about equidistant from the bridge. Mind you, now I was doing 45. Right. As I approached the bridge, I could see more and more of what was running in the ravine. Uh, I I was stunned, to say the very least. I Mm. was stunned at what I was seeing. I didn't really believe I was seeing what I was seeing. Um, You know, and and we reached the bridge at the same time, me just a tad ahead of them. And just as I started to go on the bridge, I looked to my right and got a full, long, because I slowed way down at that point, long view of what was coming down the ravine. At this point, he went from about 20 feet to about 10 feet from me. Hmm. And, and, uh, and what I saw, running full speed, I have to say, you know, he was going almost as fast as I was, Jeez. you know. And, and he was taking probably 10-foot strides. It was the most stunning thing. Wow. But what I saw was a, at least eight feet tall, probably taller, huge bipedal, mm-hmm. um, ape-like in appearance, but long, long shaggy hair, brown, brownish gold, uh, you know, changing colors, brownish, mm-hmm. goldish. And, uh, and it, the only places that were free were the palms of his hands as he was running. I could see the palms of his hands, and I could see the soles of his feet, wow. and especially as he was receding away from me on the other side of the bridge. Uh, uh, definitely an ape-like face, huge. This is something I'll never forget. Huge. Um, uh, uh, brown globes of eyes, like just huge wow. eyes. Wow. wow. And, and, uh, and we locked eyes as I slowed down on the bridge, and just as he went under me, and I, I got a feeling I, I've never felt before wow. or since. Um, so he was, was going. So he was going under the bridge as you're going over the bridge. Is that right? Correct. Wow. Wow. Correct. And he almost reached the bottom of the bridge. Wow. You know, that's how big he was. Wow. Uh, wow. Was at least eight or nine feet tall. I, I mean, I've never seen anything like it. And I've had a million people pick it apart. And oh, some guy on stilts. I mean, come on, you idiots. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Not moving that fast. I'm sorry. Not moving that fast. And mind you, I watched him for a quarter mile coming up to me, pretty much. And then another three quarters of a mile as he did, because I pulled over to the left after I cleared the bridge. There's nobody there. 
And as I sat there, I, I mean, I was shaking my, my body. I was kind of paralyzed with fear. Huh? And I was terrified for the first instant to look to my left because I thought he might be coming up the embankment. Sure, yeah. Right, right. You know, I mean, I was just frozen. And I, and I finally forced myself to look, and I see his head clear the bridge. And I just watched him for the next three quarters of a mile until he disappeared. Watched him run full speed, never slowed down. Wow. And disappeared into the foothills behind my house. Uh, wow. I, 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 I cannot tell you how hard it was for me to admit to this because, you know, there were no cell phones in 91. Sure, right? yeah. You know, the, yeah. I, my camera was at home and I wouldn't have had the, the, the function to actually take right. a picture if I could have. Sure. Um, uh, I mean, it, it was terrifying, but the, 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 most, the most intense moment was when we locked eyes. And at that moment, I was absolutely sure I was looking at a sentient being. Yeah. Wow. wow. Damn. You know, I, 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 you know, you can imagine the kind of abuse I put up with for years, which is why I didn't talk about it very much. Of course. You know, and then I was on that cryptozoology group one day and I just, I was just like, okay, I'll tell a story. Yeah. You know, and, uh, and it's amazing to me. Like, as I tell a story, like I start to shake and, you know, we're yeah. talking 91. Right. 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 Sure. <laughs> you know, yeah. I'm, I'm getting used to my hands. You guys can talking. see it. My hands are yeah. shaking right now. Uh, you know, it, it, it brings up those emotions in me. I, I am, I'm, st I mean, I, I'm an ex social worker, psychotherapist, et cetera. You know, you yeah. think I'd have control over stuff like this, Sure. but no, no, man. I, I mean, to see, you could see every, every stride that he took the hair kind of yeah. flop like this, wow. you know, I, I mean, never for an instant looked up at me as he ran under the bridge, but never broke stride. Sure. Never for the full mile that I had view of him from one side to the other. You never broke stride. Have you seen? Yeah. Do you, have you seen the Patterson Gimlin film? I mean, you have. You know that. Yeah, everybody's seen it. So, yeah. is there any comparison to that as far as the way it moved? And I know it's a different. You know, I, it's I, a little I, bit well, different I've area. Film a lot of times, and and in fact, I just saw it again last night. Funny, funny that that you brought that up. Um, and when I looked at that, that one to me, aside from the some of the odd movement. It looked like a female, mm -hmm. yeah. Because the one I saw did not have breasts. Okay. You know, I mean, right. it had pecs, but not not breasts. Yep. Um, and 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 th the one I saw didn't seem didn't wasn't as pudgy. You okay. know, okay. like like brawny, like huge, terrifying brawny, but not not fat, not slow. Right. You know, sure. they completely smooth movements. You know, and where I lived, I mean. We saw bears and cougars and, you know, Rocky Mountain sheep and, I mean, just moose, everything you can imagine. Sure. You know, I mean, there was a bear in a tree for five days, two houses down from me. You know, I, I know what they look like yeah. is the yeah. point, you, yes. you know, and, and I have never, ever, ever seen anything like that. Damn. You know, wow. never, never in my life. I mean, the, just the, the size of this thing yeah. and the brawn, you know, the. I, the, that one movement of that of that other film, you see, I don't know. I'm, I go back and forth with that film after what I saw. Sure, you yeah. know, because mm -hmm. it, it it seems a little funky. It yeah, seems yeah. a little too human like. I got you. It, and the one I saw was definitely not human like. You yeah. know, but the arms were that long, very long. Yeah, very very long. Hands were humongous. Feet were humongous. I mean, my 
God, I was terrified. How long did it take you to put it together once you saw it? Like, did you know immediately what you were looking? I mean, I'm sure you're a ways away, so it was hard to kind of tell. But at what point did your brain go, okay, this is a Bigfoot? <laughs> when when I hit the bridge and we locked eyes, you know, the, the, the couple of seconds before we locked eyes and when we locked eyes, the, there was no doubt in my mind what I was looking at. And that's wow. only because my dad... A brilliant, I mean, 165 IQ, a brilliant man, you know, um, he, he always, um, was interested in, in Sasquatch and Bigfoot and he, you know, and he did research in different things. And, and so I was aware of Bigfoot, sure. is my plan. Yeah, sure, you know, sure. I was aware of Bigfoot, but I never assumed I would ever see one, yeah. you know, and, uh, and, uh, you know. I don't even know if he believed me when I finally told him the story. <laughs> Did, so you <laughs> didn't want to believe it so uh, bad, but you know. So you yeah. didn't you didn't tell it a lot of people. I mean, you didn't get any confirmation by anyone else that you were close to that you, they had seen anything like that around that area. Nah, ninety one. Yeah, there was still not people were still like laughing, sure, and yeah. making fun, and nobody took it. Very few people took it seriously. Um, you know. I, the, the thing is, the thing that I've been thinking about, because I've told this story now a couple times in the last couple of months, and the thing that uh, I'm really not sure of is after I pulled over and I watched him disappear, like, I, I didn't leave right away, mm -hmm. but I don't remember very much. Sure. Like, I, there's a period of time there where I just have no memory of what happened, you know, after the incident. You know, that I was, you know, then I kind of just came to my senses and I was still sitting in my car on the wrong side of the road, you know, going, you know, just like in shock still. Yeah. 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 So I may have lost time there. I don't know. I just remember being confused when I got home. It just things didn't seem right. It didn't seem to be the right time. But I, I was just really confused still. I, sure. I, I, I was confused for like a couple of days. Yeah. After Understandably so. <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't know if something happened or if it's just pure fear, but my God, I was I was scared. Yeah, sure. Understandable. Yeah. Uh -oh. Well, we had a guy on not long ago who shared, he's, he lives in Colorado. He lives on the New Mexico-Colorado border, uh -huh. and he's seen a, a, a few. He's seen yeah. a few. I believe it. Now. And he his story similar to yours in that this thing... His, I remember one of his stories was uh, it was there was a lot of snow on the ground. He said the thing was moving through the snow like nothing, like yeah. and we're talking feet of snow, you know, and just chugging through that stuff like nobody's business. And um, and again, I mean, you guys, you lived in that area, you'd seen all the creatures that you can possibly see, so your eye was attuned to. To seeing uh, bears and moose and all these things, and um, and so if if you're going to see something that you don't immediately know what it is, you, you, I mean that's I take that pretty seriously because yeah, you know you're it, you're, it, you're tuned to your surroundings. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. Very much so. Very much so. Uh, you know and. You know, and I've seen bears do amazing things. I watched a black bear come across the canyon road, coming down the canyon, and go straight up a rock face, like mm, smooth wow. as water. Yeah. I'm, I'm just blown away by that. Yeah. I thought it was a black leopard, which don't live there. You know what I mean? It was sure. So but I've seen all this, you know. Sure. And what I saw, I was no bear. That's amazing. <laughs> no bear, man. That's amazing. You know? 
and I got to guesstimate it had to be at least 800 pounds, the size of it. Wow. It. Yeah, you yeah. know, you stand next to it just because it's a couple feet taller. It's way bigger all around. Sure. Wow. You know, way sure. Muscle bound. Yeah. I mean, uh, pretty, pretty muscly. Yes, very much. That that's the difference between that and the other film. Sure. Is that what I saw was very muscular. Sure. Like mm-hmm. you could see it through the through the hair. You could see the the muscle. Yeah. And, you know, mm-hmm. you miss it seeing him run at forty miles an hour. Come on. Yeah. And he yeah. ran yeah. miles an hour for a mile that I knew of. Sure. Right. 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 So, you. had you seen anything since, like anything like I've that? I've never seen. I've never seen a Bigfoot again. No, I mean, I I would love to. Sure. And I would love to have the time and the money to go exploring, but I mm-hmm. think that time I just happened to be in the right place at the right time, and probably the only reason he didn't chase me away is because he was out in the open. Sure. Right. He had a mile between trees and mountains. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. He, he was moving fast because I don't think he felt secure. Sure. You know, yeah, exactly. Right. Broad daylight. Right. You know? And especially he was down in the ravine, so I mean, he knew what like he had mm-hmm. some kind of camouflage. He knew he was being able to hide some mm-hmm. instead of running out in the wide open pasture. That's, yeah, like, you yeah. Think, yeah, you would think that like a lot of animals, they have certain paths that they consistently run. You know, mm-hmm. food yeah. back and forth to food or back and forth to shelter or whatever. Yeah, obviously it was coming out of a out of a. A neighborhood area, but those neighborhoods out there, you know, you have you have ten blocks in a in a circle, and then fields Nothing. and hills and mountains yeah. and stuff, and then ten blocks in a circle. You know what I mean? Yeah, and yeah, I yeah. Was, I lived in one of those. There was one on one side of me, and then I lived in a little farm on the other side in the foothills. Wow! You know? Wow! Damn! Yeah, it, it, you know that to me, you know that that changed. I believed in things. Up until that point, sure. you know, but I had never had real proof. You know, I, I believe in alien beings. I believe in Sasquatch, you know, but I, I think Nessie, when I was a kid, was the one that started me on everything. Sure. I think me too, man. I always loved Nessie. Uh, you know, kids love dinosaurs. That's one of your first things. All <laughs> kids love dinosaurs for at least a little bit. Oh, yeah. And then, and then yeah. you find out about Nessie. It's like, There's one now? You know, let's go. But yeah, you yeah. realize you can't just. It's not next to Walmart. You know, you can't go. Right, <laughs> no, <laughs> right. right. I'd love to go there. It looks beautiful. It does. Yeah. You know, I, I think the the other thing in my life that was that was pretty reality shattering was, like I said, my dad was a brilliant, brilliant man, and uh, and when he moved out from from Queens out to Long Island, you know, long before I was born. My mom and dad's best friends, my Aunt Julie and Uncle Margie, um, they moved out with them and bought the house across the street. You know, they were, all these houses were just being built, you know, back then. And, uh, and Uncle Julie, my, my dad was a firm believer in aliens. And he was pretty sure he'd spotted something in the sky on more than one occasion. Okay. You know, he was an avid hunter, so he was alone in the woods a lot. Yeah, right. Uh, but uh, Uncle Julie happened to work for Grumman Aerospace... Uh, he worked on all the NASA projects. Wow. He really was a rocket scientist. Wow. You know? He really was. And, um, and he, you know, he knew everything that flew and he would just laugh my dad out of the room every time he brought it up for years and really? years, and years and years. And then one day they said, We're, we have to move. 
you know, I'm being transferred to, to Cape Canaveral. All right. <laughs> you yeah. know, that's yeah. great. Right? That's great. And about a year later, he calls my dad and apologizes. <laughs> wow. Like, what? He goes, yeah. Uncle Julie and his adult son, John, he had Johnny and Charlie and Margie, but Charlie was with him and, you know, in his early 20s, and they were walking across. He was visiting the Cape you know, Cape Canaveral, and he yeah. was showing them around, and they were walking across the launch pads, and all of a sudden, they noticed a commotion, and they looked up, and people were pointing, and above them, Uncle Julie said it about 200 feet up, there were three discs sitting, just hovering, and they stayed there for something like 20 minutes. Oh, wow. Right? My wow. Uncle Julie, like, he, he, he looked at every single piece of it he could look at. You know, he looked Whoa. at windows looked at design he listened for sound there was none wow you know i, I it, it, he he was stunned he was absolutely stunned because this is the man that just laughed you out of the room sure right. Right. right um he said absolutely undeniably without question they were not from this planet because wow. he watched them you know at the end of the 20 minutes they just shot straight up in the sky wow just like bam Whoa. like that there's nothing there is nothing i promise you marty my dad's name i promise you marty there's nothing that we or they have being the russians you know at the right. time yeah that that could even do anything close to those maneuvers Damn. he said absolutely not absolutely not. what year would that about what year would that have been see, i was probably 15 16 17 i was born in 55 so okay 70s or so early 70s yeah yeah, yeah early 70s wow, wow. 70s. well you know this, that was yeah go that ahead. was not uh, that i mean even like the, obviously in the 70s that saying you saw a ufo was just you know again it was laughed at anything yeah. Yeah. was laughed at you know people would believe you more if you saw say you saw a ghost right you know right. and right. you know and that that had you know it was like that forever you know i mean so for for somebody who was at you know that level of education and mm -hmm. and 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 practice of what he does to have witnessed that and then to admit that he was wrong and then describe everything that he did that is in that's incredible that's just incredibly credible you know yeah. i mean that's just a huge yeah Wow, that's amazing. Well, he said, too, that, that you know, him and his son, he was with his son, so he didn't make a report, but there were 300 people. Mm. Now, mind you, these were all scientists and technicians, and so there were 300 people on the, on the, on the pad that, that spotted it. And, and, and uh, the next few days, like, uh, his best friend, who'd seen it, disappeared. His oh. wife was frantic. His, they, they were desperately looking everywhere. And about four or five, four to five days later, he showed up. He was really? being debriefed because he reported it. Oh, oh wow. And Damn. my uncle said, my uncle Julie's like, you know what? <laughs> yeah. I'm not saying a word. Wow. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they didn't even tell his wife. She was frantic. Wow. You know, Julie, Julie, help me. I don't know where he is. Blah, blah, blah. You know, thinking, oh, did he get abducted? No, <laughs> the government took him. But sure, yeah, well, he, sure. yeah, he got abducted, but just by, uh, yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah, by our guys. Wow. By uh, us, yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, to me, that, that shook me to my core because, you know, I grew up with Uncle Julie from the day I was born. You know, he lent me his car to go to my, to go to a prom, you know what I yeah. mean? Yeah, yeah. 
this this was I, I trusted this man and he trusted me and I, I you know I believe him. Sure. I believe him hundred yeah. percent, you know. I wonder what he would make of all of the uh, UFO stuff that we've been coming out in the press with, uh, you know, the the release of the military tapes and stuff. Yeah, it, the Nimitz it, stuff and everything. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh, yes. He'd, he'd uh, at this point, well, well, my dad, well, he is, but he would be in heaven, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Uh, too, because he's, he's, you know. I I keep going. Give me a freaking sign, would you? Yeah. You know, <laughs> let me know. Right. But uh, you, you know, I, I'm I'm absolutely sure that he was telling the truth. You know, broad daylight, twenty minutes, a, a rocket scientist gets to observe. Of course. At two hundred feet, you know. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. Geez. That's like, and he said again, no sound, no yeah. vibration, nothing. Yeah. Wow. Which is consistent with what? Yeah. Everyone who's ever seen one says the same thing. They don't make a sound. Yep, yep, and yeah. they do interfere with electrical stuff, which I find very interesting. Sure, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, always. You know, I mean, Betty Hill. That that goes back to me to be the first really legitimate yep. abduction report. Yeah, oh yeah, for you sure. Know, Barney and Betty Hill. I mean, could they be a less assuming couple? You know, yeah, right, yeah. Especially they were already in the in the in the world's eye because they were a mixed race couple in that, in that day. In the, yeah. In the fifties. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So that was a big, it's sort of come forward and, and, and chance that kind of ridicule. There's just, you know, yes. you have to believe them. Definitely. Yeah. 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 For sure. For sure. Yeah. I think we, I think we agree on that. I mean, there's, you know, and, and, and they're supposed to be, you know, with the whole COVID thing that they had passed in the, in the, with the uh, legislation, they've, they're supposed to be forthcoming some more information. Uh, I don't know how much we're going to get, but I'm intrigued. Uh, I, 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 because I, some people are like, oh, you know, they're not going to tell us anything, but they, that they did fess up to the, the Tic Tac videos and saying that they don't know what they are. Exactly. These, these things are out here. We don't know what they are, which, which I'm, I'm skeptical as to why they would decide now to release them. But, I'm I'm gonna go with it. You know what I mean? It's better than I nothing. Yeah. I, I, I had I had a long come to Jesus with myself about this because for years, you know, well, the rumor is well they can't let us know because you know the public's not ready to accept it. Right. Right. And I kind of I kind of accepted that excuse. Like, yeah, right. I get that they would do that. It's wrong, but they're doing it. Yeah. Yeah. But now I think something very different. I don't think it's the fact that they're afraid we're going to freak out because we know they exist. I think they're afraid we're going to freak out when we find out how involved our government is with them. Yeah. Right. And right. what's really, you know, that old show Stargate, I, maybe that was the first inkling of trying to tell us what's really going on. Right. Yeah. Well, you know, there's a lot of theories, a lot of people who say that we have been systematically, um, not deprogrammed, but or maybe even programmed, but through the introduction of a lot of these concepts in our popular culture with aliens and alien shows and all of that, that, you know, maybe, you know, it, yes, it generates money and it's entertainment, but also there could be, it's part of an agenda to kind of lessen the blow, you yeah. know? And yeah. so you have all these things that, you know, potentially are there to just kind of like, wear us down a little bit so that you know when it's time for everybody to find out then it is so and it, and it would have to be 
basically somebody so it had to be a worldwide thing because if you know it can't be just like oh one country's going to be like uh, yeah this is us and everybody's going to believe it <laughs> <laughs> you know? so he yeah, loves aliens too <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah no yeah i think you know in a in a sense i think it's something that could pull us together in, in a yep. way the world oh, yes. as it were um but then in another sense i think it could be used to to again to stifle us in a way for more control i don't know it's hard to it's hard to know but when you listen to these guys talk about this stuff i was listening to uh we talked a little bit about, before about this on this on this podcast about this guy named avi loeb who's a Harvard professor. He's the one that wrote the, um, the article in Amuamua, the, the piece of, um, substance yeah. that's been floating through. Yeah. Through, outside of yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and you listen to the, to, to stuff like that. And you're like, this is pretty crazy. I mean, yeah. if you told me that as a kid, that these things would be coming out, I wouldn't believe you. And, and, and now right. it's, it's, it's getting to be more and more common. And, and yeah, I think it is in a way it is to soften us up a little bit to, you know, maybe whatever the the grand uh, scheme is, whatever the the big uh, the big uh, data dump is going to be. Uh, yeah, when we find out like they live under the ocean in bases. Yeah, and different yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and how many different species there really are. Yeah, yeah man. Exactly. Well, I mean, yeah, it's common sense. Is it not common sense? There are over two to four hundred billion stars in our galaxy alone and there are at least 200 billion galaxies yeah we're the only ones yeah i know yeah i know i know i know know. how arrogant how self-centered yeah how human (laughs) i mean really everything revolves around the earth right yeah yeah yeah, but it is it is interesting and and, you, and then you look at something like a Bigfoot and where does that where is that in the equation? You know, is that is that something that was lost in time and we we know that they existed at one point in time and then, you know, whatever happened to the species, you know, happened and is it are we are these are we looking at at different points in time? Um, you know, string theory are 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 you know, are we constantly passing through other dimensions? Um, it's interesting stuff, man. And, 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 well, yeah, go ahead. no, I was just saying, and the world is weird enough, to, you know, to, that you can't just discount everything, you know? No. Look, we find how many new species every year, and that includes species we thought were extinct. Right. Exactly. You know, the coelacanth and so many other things. Right. You know, so why is it so hard to believe there's a species like this out there? Yeah. An intelligent species that doesn't want to be found. Right. Right. You know? Exactly. I, I did make a joke not too long ago about, about um, because they, they were talking about a lot of the sightings of big, <laughs> they, um, there are lights associated with it, balls uh-huh. of light, et cetera. Yep. You know, and everybody's that interdimensional. What is this, that? And then I started thinking, Maybe it's just aliens walking their dog. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Maybe Bigfoot are just pets, alien pets, and they're letting them loose to go do what they do and bring them back. Right. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. It sounds silly, but. You no, know. well. You know, but it's as, as, as valid as an idea of anything to explain what we don't know. Because, yes. I mean, there are many, many cases of, like you said, of like lights or UFOs 
at in the same area as you know Bigfoot sightings. Mm-hmm. And it absolutely, why couldn't it be that you know? Or maybe the Bigfoot is like some kind of a scout. Maybe that's some kind of a suit, you know, like an Earth Ooh. suit to survive on our. Ooh, that's interesting. Yeah, I just had that idea, but you know, I mean, because like. I mean, maybe that's what they need for the environment, you know? Who knows? Right. But, I mean, just, again, the possibilities are endless. It was really good makeup, though, if I tell you. It was really good makeup if that was the <laughs> Right. But I got within 10 feet, pretty much. Right. 15 feet, maybe. Right. Yeah. You know, in, in broad daylight. I'm telling you, if that was a suit, that is one hell sure. of a suit. <laughs> Damn. That's uh, amazing. How did they make it go? Sure. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, we have another co-host that his his thing is Bigfoots. He's got a thing for Bigfoot, so in Sasquatch. So he's gonna hate himself that he missed this because oh, man, this <laughs> Yeah, this is right up his alley, but I can't wait to get his take on it. Hey, that's a nice t-shirt you got on there. Oh, thanks, dude. It's brand new. Do you like that? It's one of the official What's Your Weird Story t-shirts. Where'd you get that? It's funny that you ask. I just got it off the brand new Spreadshirt.com site for the What's Your Weird Story podcast. There's no www. You just go straight to shop.spreadshirt.com backslash what without the apostrophe W-H-A-T-S hyphen Y-E-R dash w-e-i-r-d dash s-t-o-r-y and that'll take you right there i mean you can never own enough clothing well that's true barry there's t-shirts for the ladies because you know they're cut differently there's hoodies which are really cool there's two different kinds of hoodies and there's also tote bags so you can tote your stuff that's so cool man so if you guys go out to spreadshirt.com what's your weird story currently there are two designs but there will be more going up very soon so just keep your eyes out for that and if you decide to get one of our shirts tag yourself on instagram to ours or facebook show your love show us what you got let's see your true colors do you believe in prescience in prescience yeah like um seeing things before they happen oh yeah you know i I'm, i'm not gonna dispel it you know because i think i think we all have a little bit of that but we've definitely heard some of that yeah and i mean you know, uh, I could I could tell you I could tell you a story. I'll cool. tell you a story, but it's it's a sad one. This one doesn't have a happy ending. There's a happy one. There's two of them, and there's a happy one and a not so happy one, and they happened within a few months of each other. Okay. okay. Both both in San Diego when I was uh, many many years ago, probably now that has to be at least forty five years ago, and uh, when I lived out here the first time, and uh, and I was going to to uh, San Diego Community College. And so I was walking through what used to be the downtown warehouse district, mm-hmm. right? And, uh, you know, old cobbled stone streets and, and granite sidewalks and stuff and yeah. just big old empty buildings. And, and the trolley ran up that, ran up the street that I would walk up every day. And then I would make a left and it would make a left, right? I never saw the trolley, but I always saw the trolley tracks. Right. right? And, uh. And so I'm telling you the happy one first, though it's not such a big deal. <laughs> and, and so, and and I'm walking there one day, and I'm all alone, you know, middle of the day, all alone, because nobody at that time nobody ever drove around in there, you know, yeah. unless you had a yeah. purpose. And uh, 
And as I crossed the street, and I crossed the trolley tracks that you know, I made a left and they made a left and I crossed over them. And just as I was stepping onto the sidewalk on the other side of the street, I heard this horrendous grinding noise, like grinding, squealing, screeching, tearing, breaking sounds. I mean, it was awful. It was super loud. And I kind of stepped back and I looked around. I'm like, there's got to be something right here. Yeah, like, right. You know, what's going on? And, uh, you know, and I, and I sat back and it lasted only a, maybe a minute and it was over less maybe. And, uh, and I stood there for a while, nothing, nothing, nothing. And then I just went on to school. Didn't think about it anymore. The next day I'm going to school. I walk up that street and right as you turn, all of a sudden there are tracks coming out of the trolley tracks, digging into the cobblestones, two sets of, 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 of ruts that ripped through the cobblestones and jumped the curb and shattered the curb and, and scraped up on the sidewalk. And what turned out was a little while after I had passed it the day before, a trolley jumped, hit the turn too fast, jumped the track and went up over the sidewalk. Wow. You know, damn. So yeah, you know, so that was, that was, that's wild. In a couple of months that, that, that was real. Oh, interesting. Kitty, yeah, she, <laughs> yeah. she likes but, to make visits while we're on doing interviews. <laughs> yeah, well, you saw my little Lucy over there. Um, wow! But the, the 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 one that that still shakes my soul. Um, I was working as a dental technician, and and the and the girl in the office, the the receptionist, was moving. So I borrowed a buddy's car, and I was going to help her move. We were all helping her move, and I'm driving down an alley in Ocean Beach, San Diego. And uh, in the alley, there's apartment buildings and apartment buildings, you know, mostly on my left. And on my right, there's a moving company. And they have sitting in their little lot, the big, giant wooden boxes that they put on flatbeds. You yeah. know, they throw them up, put them on flatbeds. Yeah. And, uh, and as I'm driving, as I'm approaching that point, a calico cat runs across in front of me. Right. And to me, calico cats have always signified fire. I can't, I know I can't explain it to you, but they've always signified fire. And it ran across, and I had to hit my brakes really hard, you know, and it ran off to my left. And and no sooner did I do that and come to a stop than I was, like, overwhelmed with, with terror, just absolute abject terror. And I had no idea why, hmm. no idea why. And then all around me, like, I couldn't see anything else. All I could see was flames all around me, you know, and and mm-hmm. and, and the panic was growing louder and more intense and more intense. I was sweating. I was just... You know, and I, I mean, I shut the car off and and, wow. and just sat there and um, and it went on and went on. It went on for about two, two and a half, three minutes, you know, and then it then slowly, you know, the fire started to fade and the panic started to fade. And I just sat there for like 20 minutes. I was late, but I just was like, what was that? Yeah. You know, yeah. like that was crazy. Yeah. I was going to believe that just happened. You know, and I just drove and I continued my day a couple days later. I'm. I'm at work and I'm reading the paper and that very day, probably at the time I was freaking sitting there, two little boys, eight and 10, I think were, were playing in the, in the moving company yard. They gotten inside of one of those crates and they had started fire. Oh, wow. And they were trapped and they couldn't get out and they burned oh to death inside that crate. Oh, wow. I could have stopped it. Oh, wow. That's why it haunts me all my life. If I knew what was happening, if I could have interpreted what was happening, yeah. 
You know, sure. I could have stood with those boys. I mean, all my life I've held that that huge patch of guilt. Wow. Like, it's hard to get rid of that. Well, you know? I, you're, you're giving the pieces to an incomplete puzzle, you know? I mean, that's the thing, you know? I mean, that's... That's tragic. That's awful. You know. Yeah, that was that. That's why I said it didn't have that happy ending like the other stories. But it, you know, it was true. It was honest, and and yeah. you know, I just beat myself again and again, like dummy. You were sitting right next to huge wooden crates, fire, wood. Why weren't you thinking? Right. You know, yeah. why couldn't it have been an apartment on the other side? Or yeah. you know what I mean? Sure. But I just it just was it was it's still very hard to accept sure. that I blew. You know, sure, yeah, that's amazing, yeah. though. That's an amazing story, yeah. man. Both of Thank those, you. crazy. Yeah. Do you have others? I'll, do you have those? Those? Do you have moments they, like that they, often, or no, not as often? And I, after after that period, I was so brokenhearted. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, that that I I I was afraid to to do anything about right. it. Right, uh, right. You know, to, to to further it, to push it further. Uh, you know, it, it just. It hurt me so much, but but things seemed to just happen anyway. You know, even coming back from Colorado just this last, you know, last Tuesday, um, uh, I, I uh, you know, I was traveling. This happened when I was 15, too. I did this when I was 15, and it happened again just coming home. Um, it was on the 15, northern Nevada, mm-hmm. uh, late at night. I've been traveling for 10 hours. You know, I, it's pitch black. It's three lanes. And mm-hmm. we're doing about 95. There's me in the middle lane and like a Mercedes coupe or something, about 12 car lengths ahead of me in the left lane. And we had just passed the tractor trailer doing about 90, you know, and he was slowly fading behind us. You know, and I'm, I'm like, for the first time, I caught myself being a little tired. I'm like, oh, I better pay attention. Yeah. You know, just better. Pay. Those are the last words I remember in my head. I better right. pay attention. And then the guy in front of me, swerves left turns complete makes a complete right turn and stops right in my lane and his completely blocked completely sideways to me and blocking the lane but i'm doing 95 miles hour right it is an absolute impossibility that i didn't just i mean i saw in my head like everything seemed to stop right everything seemed to stop and and there was kind of a dull light around that i couldn't explain like a dull white light and i and, you know which i i th- all this came back to me later as i finally re- restarted retelling it and, right and uh and i remember like blasting through the middle of the car the car is exploding into pieces like just absolute devastation 95 t-bone i mean yeah. come on yeah yeah you know i have a sonata so <laughs> i wasn't doing very good yeah. you know and i saw him die and i saw myself die and at that instant in my in my psyche there was this loud scream of no like i won't accept it right know? right and and then then i i was aware of the light i was aware of my car being within inches of his front door you know and and he looked me in the eyes you know and just just abject terror in his eyes yeah. you know yeah and and uh and I just did the one thing that you never, ever do at high speed. And I spun the wheel as hard as I could. You know, I stood up on the brakes and spun that wheel. But I was inches yeah. at 95. There's no time for that. Right. There's impossible. And then I swerved to the right and I swerved to the left. And I'm in the middle lane in the dark traveling along. And I see him shoot the rest of the way across the freeway. And I'm like, what in the hell just happened? Whoa. 
God. What in the hell just happened? You know, because yeah. there is absolutely no way I missed it. Damn. Absolutely. That is. But yet I did. Like something in your psyche, I believe this with all my heart, yeah. that you have the power to change reality. Yeah. Which makes me wonder why I'm freaking broke. But <laughs> you know, I yeah. feel you. I yeah. feel you. Yeah. That, that, that's a hard one to deal with. But that, you know, that was the most insane, wow. insane yeah. instant. Like, like it's like my brain's waking up lately. I've been through a lot of crazy stuff in the last several years, and, and my brain's kind of coming back. Like, hey, dummy, remember me? Yeah. You know. <laughs> and, right. and I think I'm becoming more more capable of good of of you know understanding that. And and there is one other really huge one. This one I really have a hard time telling people. But if you want to hear it, I'll tell you. Sure. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. We want it. If you want like to tell, said, that should be that's a, the thing. If you want to tell, we we'd love to hear it. All right. So I'm 17. Me and two friends of mine, Victor and Eric, we decide to run away. All right. We just All right. we just we're done. We just want to go have some excitement in the world. Yeah. And we started hitchhiking from Long Island and, you know, and it was the most insane trip. So many things happened on this trip. I can't even tell you, but this thing happened. Now, my, my mom has one sister, right? One half sister. And, and we were very, very close. And at the time we lived in Massapequa Park and she and my grandmother had moved out from the city and they were living in Amityville. So they were really close, you know? And so I saw them all the time. And, um, and I had a little cousin at the time. She was about nine, maybe. And, uh, and we're, we're in the backseat of a car. A guy named Charlie Feathers picks us up, right, in a, in a rented sedan. Mm-hmm. The guy's got leather jacket, kind of a cowboy hat with feathers in it, you know. Mm-hmm. An interesting guy. Yeah. And there's a suitcase on the back seat, like standing sideways upward, upwards, right, so that we could all fit. Me and mm-hmm. Eric were in the back, and Victor stayed in the front. Well, Victor got into a deep discussion with the driver, which is stories you won't believe, things that happened later on. But yeah. but he was telling him about his drug business and the deal he was about to make and the money he was about to go collect because somebody ripped him off and you know pulled out a huge <laughs> water bills and all kinds of stuff. So, but you know, so they're involved in that conversation. And in the back, Eric falls asleep. Now we've been walking for so many hours. You know, hitching doesn't go real well in New York sometimes, especially <laughs> in the urban areas, you know. So we were amazed when Charlie picked us up. But I'm sitting in the back seat. Now I'm by myself. I'm all alone. I'm in the dark. But I'm feeling bad. I'm feeling bad about what happened. I'm a good kid, you know. I shouldn't have run like that. And, and in front of me, I see, like, a picture, like, like, like the head and face of my little cousin. And... And she goes, hi, Joe, you know, and so I start talking to her like we're having a phone conversation, right? And she goes, yeah, my, it was like 20 after 1. I'm like, what the hell is my cousin doing up at 20 after 1 in the morning, right? And uh, But she's sitting up with my aunt because they were like that, the two of them. And, uh, and my aunt gets on the phone and we talked for 20 minutes. Now, listen to me. My aunt got on the phone. Okay. Like, the phone rang at 20 after 1 in the morning. My cousin answered it, talked to me, handed it to my, my aunt, and we talked for 20 minutes, and I told her everything. I admitted all my Catholic sins. And, you know yeah. what I mean? I was yeah. just really pouring it out, pouring it out. And it was so real to me, right? It was so real to me that I actually said goodbye at the end of the conversation and everything. 
And then I just thought nothing of it. I'm like, you know, here in a nut job. And, uh, you know, and I just left it. After I got back to New York, we eventually got arrested in Maryland. And my dad had to come and pick us all up. And, you know, and, uh, and when I got home, my aunt wanted to see me. And I avoided her for almost six weeks wow. before my dad said, you're coming with us to Aunt Frances's house. <laughs> and she took me aside and sat on the stairs with me alone. And she recited every freaking thing we talked about in the back of that car. Wow. Everything. I mean, we're talking, you know, very personal stuff. Yeah. Right. You know? And the yeah. only thing I did to deny it was when she said my girlfriend's name, she always said Jane instead of Joan. And I said, see, I would have said something. It had to be one of my friends playing a joke right. on you. You know I would have said something when you said Jane. Yeah. You know? yeah. She didn't believe me for a second. <laughs> you know, she says, Joseph, on my daughter's eyes, this is the truth. This is what happened. Wow. The phone rang at 120. Lori answered it, talked to you, gave it to me, and we talked about this, 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 and this. Wow. Done, man. And there were the no whole cell phones. Time, you're in the backseat of a car. Right. And this is in the mid 70s, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah on yeah. the Jersey Turnpike doing like uh, 60 miles an hour in the middle of the night. Yeah. <laughs> in a backseat of a car. Wow. At 17, wow. what was that? You know, 55, 65, 75, 77? Wow. <laughs> <You know>? No. <laughs> That's crazy. Wow. No, actually, it was 75. I take it back. It was seventy five because I know where I was in seventy seven, <laughs> and I wasn't there. Well, I was born. I was born in seventy five. So, oh, nice. <laughs> wow, man! And that like my, so my ex wife. Yeah, <laughs> no, she was born in seventy four. <laughs> well, they uh, they didn't have cell phones then, so you weren't no. having a cell phone conversation. That's for sure. No, the only phone <laughs> I saw that entire night was passing through the um, the uh, toll booths. Mm-hmm. There were phones off, the pay phones off to the side. I right. remember because yeah. I searched my head for any explanation. Like, yeah, did we get out? Did we stop there? Did I get on a phone? Yeah, you know? right. But no, that's, that never happened. That's wild. Yeah, that's really wild. wild. You know, that's, but I was alone. You know what I mean? I was segregated. Yeah, kind of. They were off in their own world in the front yeah. seat, and Eric was on the other side of the suitcase. Right. You know. Yeah. A sound asleep, and it's just. I don't know. Sure. Yeah. One of those weird things, man. It is weird. Yeah. Yeah. I I think we're all capable of this stuff. And Mm -hmm. I think we get socialized out of it as we grow. Mm -hmm. I agree. I agree. Yeah. I mean, going back to the aliens, going back to the aliens thing, you know, telepathic communication is, is one of the things they talk about whenever, you know, folks that have been abducted, they have telepathic uh, conversations and, so I don't know. It's it's we use a small part of our brain at any given time, and there's a lot of things that I think we're capable of. We just haven't been able to tap into it on you know on a consistent basis. Well, you know, like the Dogon tribe, the Dogon tribe in Western Africa, they've been a, 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 like a, a wandering tribe for thousands of years, but they their god comes from a certain area in the sky called Sirius. Mm-hmm. Sirius B, right? They call it the dog star. They worship the dog star for a thousand years. We only discovered it in the 40s or 50s wow. with heavy duty telescopes. It was right. it's it's impossible to see. You know, cuz Sirius A is so much brighter. Yeah, interesting. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And so and, and and they talk about they talk about communication between the minds over like distances of hundreds of miles. They do it with each other. 
You know? Yeah. Well, that's fascinating. Yeah. You know? No one told them they couldn't. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Yeah. No exactly. one told them their invisible friend wasn't real. Right. You know? Yeah. Why little kids see spirits? Because they can. Right. Interesting. You know? Yeah. They haven't been in, they haven't been socialized out of it. Yet. Yes. Agreed. Exactly. Yeah. Damn. That's great stuff, man. Great yeah, stuff. Yeah, for real. Well, I love it. Uh, it's fun to talk to somebody of uh, 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 an akin mind, yeah. you know? Yeah. 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 That's what we do, you know? Because, you know, to tell somebody all of these, one of these stories is enough. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Okay, that guy said that, but pretty much he's an all right guy. Otherwise, yeah. you know, yeah. now I've told you like six stories. Yeah. Oh, yeah, boy, yeah, now yeah. I'm really pushing the edge of yeah, black job. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, but you know what? I think most people have these stories. They just don't talk about them. Yeah, and so we give it. We give a format uh, for folks that are interested in these types of things, and uh, people like it. People come on and they tell us stuff that they would never tell anybody else, and it's great because you don't have anybody that's saying uh, this is bullshit. You know, there's you know because everyone has a story, and if that story is real and it happened to you, that's what it is, man. You know, yeah, exactly right. Yeah, exactly right, and, who, that, and that story who, is real, and it did happen to me. And yeah. so, I, you know, so I'd be an idiot to try to deny it. But right. you spend a lot of time, you know, really deciding: should I say anything about this? If I tell somebody, you know, I've had people just unfriend me in real life, right? You know, right. because they just don't want to hear it. Yeah, you know? yeah, well, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. What are you gonna do? Hey, everybody, this is Dave Schrader from the Holzer Files on Travel Channel. You're listening to What's Your Weird Story. Hey, everybody, you're listening to the What's Your Weird Story podcast. You probably knew that already because you're listening or downloaded to the episode off of your iTunes or your Spotify or whatever place you get your podcast from. We want to thank you for listening. We also want to remind you to like us, follow us, subscribe to us, make sure that you get your new podcast episode every week. We'd also like to ask you to rate and review so that we can grow our audience and we can have more friends. We can have more stories. So thanks for listening to What's Your Weird Story. Um, I do want to ask you, we talked a little bit before we were rolling, and if you don't want to talk about this, you don't, you don't have to, but you did mention that you grew up in Long Island, and I have to ask you about Amityville, and if it, what the connection, if you know anything about it, what's your... What's your connection to that? Well, uh, I was born in Amityville. Uh, I grew up in the town next door. You know, Amityville is where the only hospital was at the time, but it was the house. It was the town next door. Um, interesting thing, though, um, I grew up, and some of my very best friends all went to. You know, we all went to different "quote unquote" private schools. Uh-huh. Lucky us. And they all went to one, and I went to a different one, and they all went together, all my buddies and, and three of the kids, you know, three of the DeFeo kids. Yeah. And so, I would, you know, we would run into them in groups all the time, you know, and hang out and stuff. Um, but Buddy was really good friends with one of my very best friends. Okay. And, and they would go to the bar together and hang out. And, uh, and one night, Buddy was at the bar and drinking. And it was getting, you know, into the evening, and he went home, and then he came back a couple hours later, 
and just started talking about murdering his family. Wow. You know, now, he was a, a junkie at the time. And, you know, I don't know if they ever tell you all that stuff, but, you know, right, when you, right. live, yeah. you know everybody, you know. Yeah. You know, and, uh, and, and when it went to court, only when it went to court, they used this defense that the house was built on an Indian burial ground and that Indian spirits, i.e. Native American, um, caused him to commit the murders. Okay. Right. Now, and you know, because we talked about it earlier, you know, the Lutzes were the people, because back then they didn't have to tell you what happened in your house. Mm-hmm. Right. Fact, some of the law was based on that case. Yeah, okay. Um, um, you know, so the Lutzes moved in, had no idea, like, a whole family was murdered there. You know? Yeah. So now they had experiences that they wouldn't talk about, yeah. you know, and they brought a priest in from St. Martin's, the local church in Amityville, Catholic church, to do an exorcism, and he would never speak. You know, yeah. But here's my thought about the Lutzes. It, it can go both ways. Yeah, maybe they were Indian spirits. In which case, half the houses on Long Island are built on Indian spiritual ground. Sure, uh, right. It is right. Um, but the other thing is, maybe the Lutzes were driven out by the ghosts of the family that got murdered. You yeah. know, the defendants mm-hmm. themselves. Maybe yeah. that's what they experienced. You sure. Know, because by the time they got there, for sure, something horrible had happened there right yeah and i always always wondered that you know yeah well and especially back then that would have been such a tragic tragic thing i mean you know unfortunately in today's uh day and age we see mass shootings that are it's a little bit more i don't know we, we we have more of an understanding or a grasp on it but Back then, especially, th- you know, then at that time, that would have been just a horrific thing for a community to have to deal with. And um, it was. I, yeah, I can imagine. It was. it was. I can imagine. It was, you know, it, 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 it you got to it, it's hard to absorb the, the, the you know, the, just the magnitude of that crime. Yeah. Right. You know? and, and probably six years ago or so, he actually did a jailhouse interview, buddy. You know, Ronnie. Yeah, right. And and, uh, and in that interview, for the very first time, he said, well, actually, it was my older sister's idea. Mm-hmm. And and we killed them together. But then I was afraid she was going to kill me. So I killed her. Right. Yeah. 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 You know, I, that's that. the last word from Ronnie DeFeo. Right. Yeah. Right. Maybe. I mean, maybe. But yeah, yeah. it's it's a wild story. It really is a wild story. But I knew the kids, so I know what happened. You know right, what I mean? right. Yeah. They're not here anymore. I can promise right, you. Right, right. In fact, probably shouldn't say this on air, but um, as as teenagers, it was the um, it was the thing to try to go there at night, go to that house because it was empty, you know, mm-hmm. for a long time. Go to that house and sit in the backyard, smoke a dude, and see who could stay there the longest. Oh wow! Totally freaked out. Had oh man! <laughs> <laughs> oh. That's crazy. Well, but you know, there's 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 been so much made of it. There's been movies and there's been documentaries made of it, and and, and it's kind of like you don't know what to believe, what not to believe about it because things can get blown out of proportion. But what whatever it was, it was uh, it was horrific and um, just a a sad story, but one that that really does capture the imagination. Yeah. uh, Yeah. You know, because of that From time. What? 40, 50 years ago. Yeah. 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 No? I mean, in the Lutzes, I think they put something like, and then you got to put this in time, like 45 years ago, but they put something like $25,000 of brand new furniture in the house. 
all this stuff, and they left with suitcases and never came back. Damn. For anything. That's crazy. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean that that kind of that to me is the most convincing part. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. 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 You know. Yeah. You know, I, I I try not to go off in crazy conspiracy theories and stuff, and I try I consider myself a scientist, and I try to approach everything that way. Mm-hmm. You got to give me some proof. You know, show me validity and reliability. Let me know that something. You know, I can yeah. I can put my teeth into it. You right. Know? And, sure. But uh, you know, things like that when you know they happen, you know, right? You knew the people. You can't deny that this this is the kind of stuff that happens. As as for the haunting. The thing that gets me is that that the priest from St. Martin's would never discuss the exorcism. Right, right. right. So that, that that makes me suspicious. Yeah, yeah. From what I under, from what I understand now, or and this is probably several years ago, but they've um, they've like changed the house number and they're doing everything they actively can to make it to where people don't know where the house is or which house it is. So that they don't have people cut all over the neighborhood, you know, trying to go and get into the house or whatever, you know. So, I mean, they're trying to keep that under wraps because they don't want. Which also tells you something. Yeah. You know. You know. Otherwise, they wouldn't care. Exactly. But it is a really nice house. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah. Absolutely. You know that part. That part of Long Island, South Massapequa, and and into that area a bit. That was the Hamptons of the 30s. Mm-hmm. You know, and yeah. all my friends that I, that, you know, from South Massapequa, they all live in those amazing movie star houses from way back then. You know, it's right. just kind of neat. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's a beautiful area. Oh, it is. Absolutely. Any other weird stuff, man? <laughs> <laughs> we love it. Yeah, we love oh, it. Oh, why yeah. are you doing this? <laughs> well,. I don't want to well, bend, you know, bend your arm. But. If you want to go weird, know that, you know, I grew up with a lot of kids on Long Island. And, and where I lived in Massapequa Park, um, uh, there was a, a railroad track and a, and a super highway that divided Massapequa Park and South Massapequa, where all the money was. Yeah. Right? So um, um, my friend Mary Jo lived up in my side, of t- my part of town, a little middle class part of town. And, and later on in high school, moved to South Massapequa. Okay. Right? Yep. And Mary Jo, when she moved to South Massapequa in high school, met another guy named Joe. But his name was Joey Buttafuoco. Yes. And yes. Joey Buttafuoco was a friend of mine from a different group of friends. Okay. Right, right. You know, I had friends down from the church because I went to Catholic school, you know. Yep. And they were all in that group, you know. And, uh, and that's where Butterfuco lived. He lived like you know, all they all lived on the same three streets. All my buddies and him. And, okay. Uh, and uh, and they met in high school and fell in love and you know and got married and you know high school sweethearts and had yep. two beautiful children and you know. But the thing was, you know, where I could say Mary Jo was one of my very best friends. Joey and I were more like um, acquaintances. Right. Right. You know, right. I, like he knew that I knew that he was full of shit. And yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. That he would bang anything that moved. Sure. Anything, right. Yeah. You know, which proved to be his downfall. Of course. Right. Yes. Yeah. You know, but but um, one day Mary Jo said because I, I went out to see her. I told, like I said, a few years ago, because she lives out near Vegas, and uh, and and she said, you know, I came to the door, and she said, you know, hi, you know, you don't know me, but 
your husband is having an affair with a with a young girl. And she just kind of looked at her and went, you know, because back there we have screen doors, you know, yeah. know you guys know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. And so the screen door was still, was just partially open. So she just kind of pulled it shut and turned her back. And then Amy Fisher pulled out the, the 25 caliber and shot her in the back of the head. Yes. Right? Yeah. Now, Mary Jo almost died from that yep. because she um, almost bled out because the, they were afraid to respond to the house because Joey's family had some... Uh, some ties. Family's the word. Yeah. Let me just put it down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? yeah, yeah. Family's the word. So they, they were, were known in the neighborhood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. And so they thought maybe it was a hit and they were afraid that, you know... Yeah. Until they were sure everything. Because, you know, um, Carlos Gamb- Carlo Gambino had a house in South Massapequa. Okay. Right. Okay. okay. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. It, that was crazy. Sure. You know, yeah. so, so the 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 Nassau County Police Department were the, the largest per capita, highest paid police force in the nation because he didn't want any trouble where he lived. Sure. <laughs> you know, it sure. was amazing. Right. He paid the police and he played, paid the church. You know? Wow. But, wow. But, you know, so... so when I saw Mary Jo, she was telling me, you know, all these years later, um, she's like, you know, 17 operations. Yeah. I went to hell. You know, I, I had to learn how to do different things again. The bullet is still there. Wow. Locked up against her spine, back Damn. of her neck. Yeah. Um, you know, but but she met another guy and he has two beautiful kids. Now they're all adults. All the kids are adults. You know? Yeah. But they're just a beautiful, happy, blended family. And Mary Jo goes around the country, and she um, she does motivational speaking with other women in similar situations, you know, sure. abusive situations right. or whatever. And so, you know, it's really kind of a happy ending. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And Joey went off and made all kinds of a fool of himself. Oh every man! Day. Still does. Oh yeah. yeah. That that story was huge. <laughs> huge. Huge. Yeah. When we yeah. were kids, it was huge. I mean, it was it was. Uh, scary because you could just be you know a a middle class woman at home one day and answer the door and get shot yeah and her recovery has been amazing you know if you've seen any footage of her she's really well spoken and she's got it back together and she looks great and we're happy that that it ended like you know and i'm on a positive note yeah oh yeah me me too because she you know, she was one of the sweetest, sweetest girls. Yeah. She also dated two of my other best friends back in the day. And, okay. and I'm telling you, you know, she had to be sweet to date the first one. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, she had to be absolutely amazing to date the second one. So, yeah. You know, she was. She was absolutely one of the most amazing people I know. And, and I sure. love her dearly because that's what we call each other. Cause. Awesome. Oh, yeah, that's great. Did- I miss her dearly. Yeah. Well, hey, man, that's that's uh, what a story. What a story. <laughs> yeah. Right? You right? know, I mean, it's dummy. I mean, poor, poor Mary Jo. She, she's so sweet, and wants to believe, you know, and even when they came out here and they were living out in L.A. for a while and uh, Joey got picked up with a hooker. And Mary Jo, we just killed ourselves. Mary Jo, in an interview, goes, oh, people just have to understand Joey's a friendly guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, Mary, oh, I love you so much. <laughs> oh. Where did yeah. where did he but, end yeah. up? Is he still around or? Yeah. Last I heard, he's still out here somewhere, out in L.A. somewhere. Wow. Uh, you know, doing stupid things, doing boxing matches and this and, yeah, that and whatever. Right. He started a couple businesses, and I think he got in trouble with that too. And sure. You know. You know, wow. he'll never broke, but you know. right, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 
That's amazing, man. What what a yeah. What a well, you know, growing up on Long Island, it was just weird. Like so many people came out of my neighborhood. You know, like Brian Setzer, the Stray Cats. Sure. Oh wow! I used to watch Brian Setzer when he was four. I remember I met him when he was fourteen, and I used to go where him and the band practiced. Uh-huh. You know, it was a, the, the the town let him use this little shack called the Greenhouse, and they would practice in there. And I looked at this kid, this long, skinny, I mean, long, blonde-haired, skinny, skinny kid playing guitar. And I looked and I just said, my God, this kid's going to be famous. Yeah, I mean, he was, he was phenomenal at 14. Yeah. He's, he's, uh, you know, he's, so he's amazing. To see that. Jerry Seinfeld came from the same That's place. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. Right. Wow. Right. That's Matter awesome. Fact, he, he put that Porsche engine in his VW bus and drove it from L.A. to Massapequa Diner. Wow. <laughs> That's great. Which is one of the two diners I spent my evenings in. That's killer. That's awesome, yeah. man. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it is. I, I, I've lived a pretty blessed life. That's great. That's great. You know, I, my mind, I need a lot of stimulation. And so I've been getting it through the years. That's you know? great. That's great. Yeah. Well, in, in these in these times, everyone needs some some sort of positive stimulation. So uh, exactly, we appreciate oh, you, yeah. you. We appreciate you coming on and sharing your colorful life with us, man. <laughs> it's been my pleasure. Man. <laughs> it's nice to actually tell a story and not get ridiculed. That's cool. Oh, we love it. We love it. Those were all. Of those were fantastic stories, and just in the Bigfoot. That yeah, our buddy Jeff is going to be so. So mad that he wasn't here, but yeah. he's gonna love it. He's gonna love it. He yeah. might. He probably have some questions. So. Yeah, yeah. All the questions he wants, man. I, I'd love to. Cool. To fill them up, you know. Cool. <laughs> cool. cool. Deal. Well, Joe, we'll let you go, man. We appreciate you again taking time to hang out with us, man. Yeah, absolutely. It's been absolutely my pleasure, you guys. I, I really appreciate the opportunity to to tell the truth and yes. uh, and and to be respected for it i appreciate that but that's what i got for today that's thanks for sure. joe thank you so much for coming on man. awesome joe we appreciate yeah, any, that's anytime man. anytime anytime yeah. we can talk about all kinds of things anytime just yeah you know how yeah. to find me now cool yeah 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 we definitely want to hear about that runaway summer you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah there's a lot more stories in there that's oh great. yeah i can tell i can yeah. tell <laughs> all right that was the beginning. Yeah. 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 Okay. Well, we'll let, we'll let you go, man. We appreciate you taking your time and, uh, we'll, we'll get with you soon. Say, Barry. Yeah. What's the weirdest job you've ever had? Yeah. That's a good question. It would either have to be the time that I worked at a cattle feedlot or the time that I worked for a Greek painter. Were you his model? Uh, not quite. Well, you know, it's funny because one of my weirdest jobs was being in a model in art school. But it was portraits, not full body nude. The reason I'm asking is because those jobs may be kind of normal, but we know people are out there that have weirder jobs than that. Maybe you're a mortician. Maybe you're a scientist trying to bring back the dinosaurs or the woolly mammoth. That'd be cool. That would be really cool. If you guys out there have weird jobs, unusual jobs, crime scene photographer, maybe you worked at an adult educational film set. If you know what I mean, wink, wink. Just something that's unusual, out of the ordinary, and, you know, a little bit weird. Hey, those are cool stories, too. We'd love to hear those. So give us a call or an email or whatever. You know how to get a hold of us. Be part of the community of Weirdsville.
Awesome, Joe. Thank you for coming yeah. on. Mm-hmm. Great stories. He called us with Bigfoot, but then, yeah. and then we just went and we and yep. we went on an adventure with Joe, and it was yeah, sure a lot of fun. Yeah, incredible stories and like just incredible variety of stories, and it just shows you like you know sometimes you f- you might forget that you have all these other things that have happened to you in your life that are just that's those are just the normal things that happen to you. You don't realize how these experiences. Uh, uh, are, are, you know, weird to other people or extraordinary. You know, weird doesn't have to always be, you know, yeah. ooh, it could be extraordinary. It could be beyond the norm. Anything that's not just normal, that's what we let and allow into weird. And, of course, you know, our bread and butter is all the, you know, the paranormal and supernatural and uh, the high strangeness. But, uh, you know, I mean, you know, there's all sorts of stuff that don't even deal with those right. that come under that weird umbrella that we we – opened up here in Weirdsville. So, uh, so thanks to Joe for bringing all of that variety. Those, you know, he, he, it's almost like he had a multi-course meal for us as we, you know, yeah. described at the beginning. Well, it kind of, cause he touched on everything that we're into, like, you know, like he had a, he had a Bigfoot story, which was the, that was the reason to, to, get in touch with us mm-hmm. but then we got on to that was our starter that was yeah starter. <laughs> right right exactly but then we get into amityville which you know i mean anybody that's into you know hauntings or or the paranormal that that story the fact that he had a story that was from someone that lived there during that time mm-hmm. we just never had had anybody that that had something it's like that involved knowing somebody directly involved with it so cool man just kind of knowing it's still like yeah yeah and then you know then the butafucos and i mean you know when we were kids that story was huge huge Mm -hmm. man and it it still is from time to time you'll you'll get a hey it's the 30th anniversary or Mm -hmm. you know um but he was such a cool guy and um can't wait to have him back i know he's got tons more to talk about so so we'll get him back yeah, I'd like to hear. I'd like to hear some of those. Uh, maybe some of those run the story, the runaway story. You know, uh, yeah. Just back in that time when it was a little bit, you know, was, the world was a different place. Obviously, it was a different time, and and it was, uh, you know, I just, you know, the, the adventures that could be had, yeah, uh, are different than what would be happening today. So very I mean, curious about. Yeah, that. I mean, people don't even realize that hitchhiking was just a thing that you could do. You know, and you, and you, yeah. you don't do that anymore. Yeah. So, yeah. so that yeah. And not everybody was murdered by serial killers when right. they did that. <laughs> right. <laughs> Which is and why of course, pe- I checked out. Uh huh. So, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say that's the reason why people stopped hitchhiking because they started getting yeah, murdered. Yeah, pretty much. Well, you know, and of course, satanic panic and all that stuff, everything. Right. But, uh, you know, he mentioned that the guy's name was Charlie Feathers, which rang a bell in my memory deep in the recesses. And I was like, I know that name. I think that guy, that's a, yeah, Char- Charlie Feathers was a, he was a rockabilly musician. And you probably heard one of his on Oldie Station or something. But uh, I, I uh, messaged Joe back and I was like, was it the rockabilly guy? Was it that? He's like, no, nah, no, it wasn't that guy. So yeah, right. So it's good to know that the rockabilly Charlie Feathers was not potentially some kind of uh, 
a mob uh, enforcer and right. uh, you know shady character could be we don't know but not like that so. right right but yeah so again thanks joe for coming on uh we appreciate you taking the time out to hang out with us and, and tell some stories and and we got some more great stuff coming up for you guys oh, do we do we Next week, we have uh, Lisa O'Hara, and she has, well, she's written a book, and she's written a book about her uh, experience of multiple abductions throughout her life. Yeah. And this was a very, like, I mean, there's a a lot of intense stuff. That's happened to her. Very. And um, a lot of, you know, like, just, you know, wow. It's just, it's incredible. Um, And uh, like I said, she wrote a book, uh, Abducted and Furious. And um, yeah, we we speak to her next week. And it's almost like, you know, I can't put too much words into it. It's just, it's, it's, it's incredible conversation that we had. She has an incredible story. And it's just, it's wow. Um, And then... Um, following that on, uh, on, uh, March 16th of this year, 2021, we will be having our second guest from the Holzer files, Shane. Yes. He was so gracious to take time with us and, um, you never know what to expect when you have, uh, time to spend with somebody that they make, things that we enjoy watching and consuming and uh, you're just appreciative of people that take the time out to uh, have discussions with us about stuff and he was he was just such a a great interview man we just had a really laid back fun conversation with him yeah Shane Pittman great guy uh, great interview just talking to him we hope to have him back in the future you know um, I feel you know we've got we just uh, just super cool dude and just like Dave you know super cool dude right um, so yeah a lot of cool stuff talking to him about how he got into the whole you know his what turned out to be his life his livelihood right. pursuit and stuff and just really cool stuff so yeah so that will be in a couple of weeks so you keep your ears peeled for that and uh, all sorts of cool stuff coming down the line. So we've had a really good 2021 so far. And, uh, hey, we want to have it keep, keep that running. So if you have any stories, you know, to share, we want to hear them. Yeah. You know that. Um, we we This is the Weekly Weird uh, podcast, the storytelling podcast. So we're more focused on the storytelling than anything. And we want to hear your stories or somebody else's stories that you know. Somebody that's got good stories that you know. You know, hey, send them a link to uh, the show and say, I think you should be on here and talk to these guys. They're really cool. And, uh, and yeah, so we want to hear from you guys. You help keep this thing going. And uh, we love doing it. And we love hearing from you guys and all of that good stuff. So we better wrap it up because, uh, you know, I actually am starting to get hungry now. And uh, although I can't go to El Charo, I've got to go find something to eat. And, uh, but uh, thanks for listening, everybody. We appreciate it always. We love you. You're the number onest people in the world. Um, and Weirdsville is the greatest imaginary town ever, and community, and all of that stuff. So, um, I guess Barry, would any any final thoughts? No, I'm. I just I wish that restaurant existed because I would really I could go for that yeah, yeah. That, that meal. Yeah, and you know what's the beautiful thing about that uh, that restaurant? 
Yeah, no, you don't have to worry about any kind of uh, COVID situation yeah, there. Right. So, Absolutely. Beautiful. Absolutely. All right, everybody. Speaking of that, uh, have a good week. We'll see you next time. Be safe. Be weird. As always, if you have a weird story, we want to hear it. If you have a lot of them, we want to hear them all. We can't do this podcast without your invaluable contributions. Whether it's sharing your stories, listening, rating, and spreading the word about the podcast. Thanks for listening. Until next time, be safe. Be weird. The stories presented on the What's Your Weird Story podcast are, to our knowledge, true experiences that our guests have had. We can't take the time to research all claims made, and besides, it's just not as fun.